In 2019, we, you know, were feeling each other out on offense, and and our defense played pretty damn good. And a lot of people said I was, uh, what are they, washed, uh, couldn't really play anymore. Washed, yeah. Uh, wasn't the same. And then I won two MVPs in a row. Oh, yeah. Is that good? With Without really doing anything different. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of the same sentiment this year. Um, you know, I have a lot of comments about uh, a lot of that that I'd like to keep to myself or I'll share, you know, off air just because out of respect for the whole process. And But um, do I still think I can play? Of course. Of course. Can I play at a high level? Yeah. The highest. I think I can win MVP again in the right situation. Um, right situation? Is that Green Bay or is that somewhere else? I'm not sure. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Greeny and Tyler Bischoff. We have tickets to give away in a couple of minutes. We're going to give away tickets to go to the NIT a little bit later in the hour. We're going to give away tickets to go to the Mountain West Tournament. So stay tuned. In the meantime, the Panthers might have a meeting with Derek Carr. Might is the key word here. Uh, Did you see Frank Reich's quote about this? Yep. He gets asked about bringing Derek Carr in for a visit, and he said, interesting question. We're really sitting, we're really literally sitting down with the guys today. First staff meeting will be tomorrow, but I've kind of met with the guys individually saying, here's what we're doing. Step one, let's evaluate our roster. So we're really just starting that process. So step two, evaluate the free agents. Everybody's got their list. Step three, Now we're going to the college guys. So that process has literally just begun. So really not ready to discuss the specifics of that because we're just beginning. Can I evaluate the Panthers roster at quarterback for you really quick? Yes. Bad. (laughs) It's Matt Corral and Jacob Eason. Those are the guys under contract for the Panthers at quarterback. It shouldn't take very long to suggest (laughs) that they should bring Derek Carr in for a visit. Done. Sure. You can move on to your other positions, but quarterback, we have finished step one of the quarterback position. This whole, the whole idea about Frank Reich, like it, it makes sense. You evaluate your roster, then free agents, then you go on to the college draft. But here's the thing. Technically, free agency hasn't started, but Derek Carr, but Derek Carr can. Is. He can do anything right. he wants at Because this he was released and it wasn't right. just, hey, his contract ended. Right. They he can him. talk to teams. And yeah. if you're the Panther, I mean, Derek Carr could have very easily have agreed to a contract with the Jets over the weekend. Sure. That could have happened. He went and visited They told him he was a Hall of Famer. He could have agreed to a contract. And the Panthers are still sitting here looking around, evaluating Jacob Eason and would have missed out on the quarterback. So it's like, uh, yeah, I get it. But you kind of need to get it together at your quarterback spot. And if Derek Carr is going to be the right answer for you, you need to get it together pretty quickly because he could have signed a contract with the Jets and you would have missed out without even having a chance to talk to him. And maybe they don't want him. At the end of the day, they might not want him at all, but. Frank Reich's not saying that. He's saying, eh, maybe we do, maybe we don't. We haven't gotten to that point in our offseason. We'll see. Which, by the way, did you see David Carr say that Derek Carr's free agency process? Oh, it's going to last a long time. It's going to be long. Yeah, it's going to be long. Why would it be long? I mean, how many teams could he really visit? Right. And, like, it's... He's visited New Orleans. He visited the Jets. We it, don't know if he's visiting Carolina. It should be long in terms of... What the hell is Aaron Rodgers doing? Okay, now we're moving on to Derek Carr. Right. But after that, why would it take a long time? Like, I mean, after Rodgers, and he's not even a free agent at the moment, Carr's the best, right? 
Absolutely, the best available. Like Geno Smith, maybe yeah. if he becomes available, you could argue, but he's probably won't even become available. Garoppolo, Garoppolo, but maybe there's a team or two that would prefer Garoppolo. But given his injury history, they're kind of the same guy. I'm taking Carr. Yeah, I'm too. So I can't imagine it's actually gonna be that long of a process for Derek Carr, unless teams don't want him. But no, teams are gonna want him. Somebody's teams gonna, are gonna want him. him. Especially if they're calling him first ballot Hall of Famers. Yeah. Well, God, don't still, you want one of those guys? It's still one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Yeah. Hey, you're a first ballot Hall of Famer if you sign here. <laughs> All right. Where's the contract? Ah, we're not ready yeah, to offer one Where's my $250 million that first ballot Hall of Famers <laughs> would demand? Um, so here is the other free agent quarterback that I'm curious about who is not a free agent, probably won't become one, but he technically is in line to hit free agency. And it's Lamar Jackson. Doesn't have a contract for next season. Would be a free agent when free agency opens if the Ravens do not hit him with a franchise tag. The expectation is the Ravens are going to franchise tag him because they haven't agreed to uh, a contract extension with Lamar Jackson. I would franchise tag him. Let me ask you this first. Is there any reason to think they will agree to a new contract extension? Not to his level. Not to the level he wants with all that guaranteed money. What's he want? 250 guaranteed? He wants Deshaun Watson. Basically, yeah. Yeah, basically that. So you have to you have a team saying basically we're not giving you a fully guaranteed deal. And you have a player saying, I'm not signing unless it's a fully, fully guaranteed, guaranteed deal. deal. Will either side blink on that? I think ultimately Lamar Jackson will. Will he do it soon in this offseason? Or no. Yeah, I don't think he will either. No. And I think you're right. I think at the end of the day, Lamar's going to be the one that has to blink because the team is not going to give him the fully guaranteed no. deal. They're likely to franchise tag him. If they tag him and he sits out, he has to pay $50,000 a day in fines, which is brutal. And even then, if you were like, oh, another team might trade for him, I don't know that other teams are going to be that willing to give Jackson a fully guaranteed deal. And if that's the case then Lamar Jackson is going to have to play without a fully guaranteed yeah. deal at some point. Because there was that story. Who who was? I think it's the Athletic had a story. They had an anonymous front office executive from a team who was quoted as being mad at the Browns for giving Deshaun Watson a fully guaranteed deal. I think a lot of people were mad Be- at that. And he basically said, like, oh, owners aren't supposed to give those out. And it made right. a lot of other owners mad, basically implying. If I was an owner, I'd have been furious. Right, basically implying, yeah, there's sort of a wink wink collusion yeah, here that you don't, we don't do this do stuff and if that's the case then other teams probably aren't going to be willing to give out the fully guaranteed no. deal to Lamar Jackson but let me ask you this you're the Raiders <laughs> Lamar Jackson gets franchise tagged the Ravens as a team decide we are not going to sign this guy he's not happy if you want to make us a trade offer we will listen do you offer three first round picks and a willingness to give Jackson five years, two fifty fully guaranteed? I might offer the three picks, but I don't know if I'd give him the two fifty guaranteed. I think you have to be willing to do that as trade for him, though, right? Like if you're going to trade for Lamar, you basically have to be willing to fully guarantee it at that point, because otherwise you're going to be in the same. You're going to be in the same situation the Ravens are. If you're not willing to do it, he's just going to say, "Well, I'm not well, showing." What up if for you give you him either. more money but not as much guaranteed? 
or not not fully guaranteed. What if you give them more money? In their, I don't know what the Ravens are offering. What, well, what was the they, first offer he turned down? Like? Last year it was like it was similar to the Russell Wilson deal, where it's I think it was like 150 million guaranteed, and it was five years, 50 million a year, or something like that. So you'd have to be if you had to do more than that, but still not fully guaranteed. Like you have 175, 200 million fully guaranteed. Yeah. Maybe the the interesting part about that is we've had the conversation a lot about AFC quarterbacks, Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, Allen, Trevor Lawrence, and Lamar Jackson is technically in that list too. If you traded for Lamar Jackson right now, you can with a straight face say, we've got the quarterback that can compete with the best quarterbacks in this conference. Absolutely. We've got the guy that can go toe to toe with Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow and maybe not Mahomes, maybe not but Mahomes. close. And that's what you're searching for, right? That's what you need to be to have a legitimate in the AFC, shot. Yes. But if you have to give up three first round picks and your roster's already as bad as it is, how long is it going to take you to make the rest of the roster around Lamar Jackson competitive competitive enough? Because this team, as good as Lamar Jackson is, if their only change was Lamar Jackson at quarterback, maybe they go to the playoffs, but they're not a Super Bowl contender. And if you have to give up three first-round picks to get that guy, you're hamstringing yourself for how... Like, it's going to be really hard to build up the roster around him for the next three years because you don't have the first-round picks, right. which is the easiest way to get cheap, good players. So it's a, I don't know what the right answer is. If he became available... Would you just give up three for him? In term and and nothing else, uh, three and someone like Waller, yes, and Renfro in a heartbeat. If it's Waller or Renfro, no doubt about it. I think I can replace one of those guys if I need to. And hell, Lamar or Devonte Adams is better than all the receivers that Jackson has played for in his life right. or played with in his life. Mac Hollins might be better than all the guys <laughs> Lamar Jackson has played with. So I yes I. To me, if I would not be hung up on Darren Waller or Hunter Renfro being involved in, in any kind trade. of deal. No, not at all. I think that's that to me is a, a deal I'm making every single time if I'm the if I if that's you know the breaking point. But the question is, can you trade for Lamar Jackson and still be an actual Super Bowl contender in the next three years? And I think you can legitimately say no about the Raiders because well, not if they don't do anything with the defense because they've got a lot of work to do. And if you give up yes. your first round pick and this the year line. and next year, I mean, yes, you can still hit on some second and third and fourth round picks, but it's a lot harder to do so if you don't have your first round because that's what we saw this this past off season. They gave up their first and their second for Devontae Adams, and what did they get out of the draft? Where did they improve in the off season? Right. Eh. Out of the draft. Yeah. They got Dylan Parham, and he was an okay offensive lineman, and that was really it. Everything else wasn't really productive for him. Do you think the non-exclusive franchise tag is an option? For the Ravens? Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, the non-exclusive franchise tag, uh, it pays you less than the actual franchise tag, but it allows Lamar Jackson to negotiate with other teams. It's basically like being a restricted free agent where, and if he signs with them, the Ravens get two first round picks. Yeah. So basically another team can sign Lamar Jackson. The Ravens have the opportunity to match it. And if they, but don't, if they don't, they get two first round, picks. they get two first round picks from that team. Right. I don't think it's an option for the Ravens because I think if they gave him the regular franchise tag and then said, Hey, we're taking trade offers. I think they'd get more than two first round picks. Like it might just be two first and an additional second, but 
But I think they would get more than two first round picks if they truly said Lamar Jackson's available. I mean, the rate the, the Jets have said 47 times we need a veteran quarterback. Right. So well, like, will they pay the 40 to 50 million dollars a year? They, their owner's like, we're willing to pay whatever. So the Jets would be an immediate like, here's two first round picks and whatever Lamar Jackson wants for this season. So I yes, it's a possibility, but I don't think if I'm the Ravens, I do that just because I think I can get more in a regular trade than I could through the. I mean, you can get three for him for sure. I think right. I think so, too. I think you get three for him for sure. And the difference in the tag price is 13 million. Yeah, it is. Yes, I mean, it's significant. There is value to it in terms of the Ravens and how much right. money they pay him. But two first round picks isn't. I think the, you'd rather pay the extra $13 million and potentially get more or just potentially have Lamar Jackson as your quarterback right, next year, right. which is still, I think, the most likely option is that Lamar Jackson is the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens in week one. Just I think the more obvious option might be that Aaron Rodgers is going to stay in Green Bay. Yeah, obviously. Came out of his diet. Has he talked yet? When the hell's Pat not McAfee's show? Well, when's, think, a, when's a Mac? Yeah. He does one every day. Mac, I think he? he's usually on McAfee's either Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Well, so we got to wait a whole week? We might have Come to on. unless no. they do a special today. Mac special out of, a, special nah, yeah, a special out of the dark? He should have done it from there. They got Wi-Fi. Oh, been that like, would be oh, great I'm, if he was in I'm the dark on the, out yoga, right now. on the yoga mat doing the show. <laughs> if he just live walked out on the show. Would have been fun. Would have been phenomenal. So, all right. Coming up next from the Finley Toyota studio, it's Bischoff's Briefs. We've got tickets to give away first. If you want to go to the NIT here in Las Vegas, we got tickets to the semifinals. It's at the Orleans Arena, 702-364-1100. That's the phone number, 702-364-1100. The caller number seven right now, and you'll win tickets to go to the NIT. Bischoff's Briefs. So I, uh, I figured it out. Bischoff's Briefs. My hot dogs come in packages of 10 and hot dog buns come in packages of 8. Bischoff's Briefs. See, the thing is that life doesn't always work out according to plan. Bischoff's Briefs. So, be happy with what you got. You can always get a hot dog. Don Garber, the commissioner of Major League Soccer, said Las Vegas and San Diego are still the likely, most likely candidates to land an MLS expansion team. Major League Soccer has 29 teams. Garber said the 30th team will come at some point soon. We'd like to get that announced by the end of the year. If you remember, there was a time when Don Garber said that there would be an announcement about Major League Soccer in Las Vegas in quarter one of 2022. And now he's looking at quarter four of 2023. And San Diego has pulled even with Las Vegas in the race for an expansion franchise in Major League Soccer. We get an MLS team? I think San Diego gets it. I think they've got Snapdragon Stadium there. I think they're actually going to get it before Las Vegas. Who owns the stadium San Diego State plays at? Does San Diego State own it? Mm, I do not know that. I do not know if they own it, if the school owns it, or if the city owns it. Because one of the big things that Major League Soccer has pushed for recently is for the team owner, whoever owns the team, they want them to also own the stadium. 
It is San Diego State University. Okay. Okay. So uh, I wonder how Major League Soccer would try to make that work. Uh, obviously, the stadium, well, you got to play in the – actually, can they play there in the summer since there's no shade for the fans? You remember that nightmare? <laughs> yes. Their people, first ever game? People were rolling around yeah. with water, being doused with water in their face <laughs> the first game. Remember that? There's no shade for the fans. It wouldn't be – it's a summer sport. might not be good. Um, but they do have a stadium. How much Major League Soccer is appetized by a stadium they don't own, yeah, we'll see, but they do have one. The problem here in Vegas appears to be Wes Edens isn't going to build a stadium by himself. That appears to be the right. issue because right. Wes Edens is the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. He owns Aston Villa in the Premier League. Wes Edens has a name picked out for an MLS team here in Vegas, the Las Vegas Villains. Don Garber, when he said that they were close to announcing something in Vegas, it was going to be with Wes Edens. There was a story in the San Diego Union Tribune last year about how uh, the cost to build a stadium was much higher than anticipated, and that was a big reason why things because of had, the construction things had stalled in Vegas. And so that is appears to be the issue. If Wes Edens would build a soccer stadium right now, we'd probably have an MLS team. But yeah, he, I don't think he wants to put all his money in, though. You suck it up. The Bucks are good. Look, we don't even know where this money. character is. That's a good point. <laughs> He's in Milwaukee to watch Kevin Durant's <laughs> debut in a couple of days. Yes. That's where he is. But it does appear as though if the, the problem here is that Wes Edens is not willing to build a stadium on his own. And until he is willing to do that, Las Vegas probably will not have an MLS team, and San Diego might come in and steal it. Now... Don Garber was asked about expanding beyond 30, and they have made every indication that at some point in the future, Major League Soccer will expand to 31 and 32. There's no real timeline on that. There's no real hurry on Major League Soccer's part to get to 31 and 32. But if San Diego beats Vegas for number 30, it doesn't necessarily mean Vegas never gets an MLS team. It could happen some point in the future. I'm surprised they don't just keep adding just because... The expansion fees keep going up. They keep going up. They're going to, they'll be, I think they'll be for the San Diego Vegas team. It could be half a billion. It'd be a lot of money. Wes, if he had built his stadium a while ago, it would have been only 300 million. Yeah. That was the last one, right? Yeah. He's losing money. He should have just built the stadium already. He would have had his team and wouldn't have to worry about a $500 million expansion fee. So here's a question for you. What do we get in Las Vegas first? An NBA team, a major league baseball team, or an MLS team? Oh, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. Might be the uh, Las Vegas A's. You think the A's are coming now? <sighs> I hate to say it. Why do Why do I as they pick out as they pick out different sites? Why do I uh, get the feeling it's more and more more and more le- uh, legitimate? So here's the genuine situation. We just talked about Major League Soccer, and until Wes Edens is going to build a stadium, we're probably not getting an MLS team. We talked about the NBA earlier this week and how Adam Silver basically put a two and a half, two and year a half years timeline before they even think about it. Right. And how maybe Mexico City leapfrogs Vegas in that period. And then you have the A's who, well, they whittled down their sites and then they added another one, which is the, Rio. the, the opposite of where you're supposed to go. You're supposed to keep right. getting smaller. He's like a high school recruit who's like, yeah, I had two hats, but now I have three yeah. finalists. Um, but the problem for the A's. I don't have any public money here. So yet. <laughs> so it would take 
for the A's to win the race, it would take somebody in Vegas willing to give up public money, which could happen, right? And maybe that's more likely than Wes Eden's building a stadium or uh, waiting two and a half to three years right. for LeBron to maybe get a team, maybe get a team after he retires playing right. a year with Bronny. Right. So it might be the A's are most likely, but it does appear more and more. I, I feel like the answer to that question is none of the above. That they'll never, the, even even the NBA? That we might never get any of those three teams in Vegas. Because if we go two and a half years and Mexico City is, is uh, more good viable. to go, they're going to go to Mexico City before they come to Vegas. And once the NBA gets to 32, are they going to go to 34 right. at any point yeah. in the future? Probably not. If Major League Soccer's requirement is some rich owner builds his own stadium, we're just waiting on a rich guy to build a stadium, which who the hell is going to do that? I don't know. Maybe somebody would. And then the A's, I still don't think are coming because until somebody says they're giving them public money here, I don't know why we would think they're going to come. You and I both always thought it was leverage. And to that point, I guess my majority opinion still is. I just thought with the addition of the Rio and Manfred's comments, you're right, though. Where's the public money coming from? Yeah. I don't think it's coming from the legislature. Yeah. Until that happens, I don't. The A's, un- unless unless the A's, unless John Fisher's like, oh, I'll build it no matter what. Right. If he, if he comes out and says, I'll build a stadium without public money. No, then come. They'll be here. Yeah. But he should just do that in Oakland if his plan is to build it without sure. public money because it's a bigger market. So I think at the end of the day, I don't think we get any of them. I think we miss out on all three because I don't think the A's come. I don't think Major League Soccer is going to have a rich guy who wants to spend half a billion on a expansion fee and a stadium. Maybe if Edens could talk in one of his rich buddies. Maybe, hey, build me a stadium. <laughs> or go in on it with me. Or maybe not, not maybe not build well, the whole thing, one. but go in on it with He's, me. I can't remember the guy's name, but he and another guy own Aston Villa, and they were supposedly together to do... On this deal. ...to do the MLS team. And so he already had one of his rich friends that was apparently going to ha- come in with him. and They've disappeared. Yeah. Don't know what's happening there. So... We, I think, are going to be right on the cusp of maybe landing all three and might walk away with none of with the none above. Of them. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say the NBA is most likely, simply because in two and a half years, maybe they think Mexico City doesn't work very well, and they say, let's expand, let's go to Seattle, and Vegas, Vegas. Is, is the second best option, better than Mexico City. So, I put in, I'd put it in this order: NBA most likely. Oakland A's second most likely. MLS. MLS third. So you don't think MLS is coming? Why Why would I? I mean, I mean, Don Garber wanted to put a team here, but nobody's willing to pay for a stadium. And has Wes Edens ever even talked about this? I don't know if Wes Edens does talk. He's right. John Fisher. How do we keep having people? Seth Clarman, does that Seth guy Clarman, exist? All these We've dudes had two that people we, that, that are that like, yeah, we'll we, bring soccer. If they're real people. Yeah, they might be fake. I did see Wes Edens one time courtside at a Bucks game. They did show him on TV. So I have seen that guy on my television before. <laughs> Never seen Seth Klarman before in my no. life anywhere. Have that guy seen, might not exist. I think I've seen pictures of John Fisher, but he doesn't speak. That is a good point, too. I Dave do Cobble think he, I do think I've seen pictures of him, What if he exists. What if Fisher is just Dave Cobble, but he just goes by a... He's just got a fake name. Be like, ah, I'm just the president here doing the work of the owner. I'm not the real owner. All right, coming up next, J.R. Starkis joins the show. I must find Clyden. Yeah, no, no problem. Yeah, he just left his baby with two drunk dudes. Reminds me of my dad. Only thing is, one, we're not babies. And two, 
We're not that drunk. We're not that drunk. Cheeky bastards! We're not that drunk! We're not that drunk! We're not that drunk! It's never too early for him to mix up some drinks, even if it's only nine in the morning. Find out what's on tap with extreme mixologist J.R. Starkus. Follow him on Instagram at J.R. Makes Drinks. Southern Glazers, Wine, Spirits, and Beer of Nevada. <laughs> He's reading it and still messed it up. <laughs> Director of Business Development. Follow him on Twitter at J.R. Starkus. Instagram, J.R. Makes Drinks. How come you just don't have the guy on the on the welcome Entry just because ah, uh, part of the fun is for Ed yeah, exactly. to say, yeah, I guess so. say that it's for your buddy, the Minnesota Viking fan, or whatever, the whoever part. he likes. Yeah, Dave. Maybe. Yeah, Dave. All right, we were talking about this earlier, and I'm curious, what's the worst injury you've suffered? Uh, so when I was in, actually, I was listening, and I was thinking about it. So, um, it's it's pretty easy because I've only suffered one major injury, and when I was in fifth grade, I was on my bike and I fell off my bike and I shattered my elbow. So I had. Um, I had some staples put in. I had a couple surgeries on it, three pins in the screw. Um, so even today, like, my arms don't go straight. Like, <laughs> still messed up. I could probably have a medical malpractice suit if I actually thought of Like, a mess, man. It's uh, Yeah, so I, I had um, – I shattered my elbow as a fifth grader, and um, that's what destroyed my baseball Did you have a helmet on? No. God, no. Who wore a helmet? He broke his fall with his elbow. Yeah. He was no, fine. so that's exactly what happened. I was, uh, <laughs> I was riding on the curb, right, and – my front wheel fell off, and my bike started to tip over, and I went to go, like, put my arm down to extend it, and went, my elbow went, boom, right into the corner of the curb. And just, I knew right away, so I held my arm to my body like this, and I got uh, my grandmother. My parents were actually away in Palm Springs on vacation. My great-grandmother, who did not drive, was babysitting me. And my uh, neighbor down the street, his, his dad had to take me to the hospital, and um, I had to wait, I think it was six or eight hours to Ooh. get into surgery because the doctor said there was a lot of people out doing stuff they shouldn't have that weekend. So I had to wait. Um, what the hell does that mean? You mean a lot of patients in there? There? Were, there, were, there were worse injuries than my broken arm to have surgery on than to get me into the surgery. So I had to wait. I remember in the waiting room with my arm basically holding as soon as I would let any pressure off, the excruciating pain. So they I held it like this. surgery without the parents there? Uh, yep. Wow. I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandparent was there. My grandparent, my grandma was there. And a neighbor down the yeah. street that drove him. <laughs> so it's funny because my, my dad, I remember this, my parents were away on vacation. They were in Palm Springs with some friends. And um, my, 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 I think it was my neighbor or my grandmother, one of them called my parents and was like, hey, JR was in an accident. He broke his arm, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so all the parents that were there, like, are you going to pack up and go go? And he said, what am I going to do? I'm not, I'm not the, the doctor. I'm, you know, <laughs> Dad had his tea time. Yeah, he's like, what am I, I going to do? He's like, he's fine, right? He's like, broke his arm. I'm like, he's going to be fine. So, But they convinced him. He's like, oh, Christ. All right, we'll go back. So, oh, he so came he, back? He came, oh. came back. He like, caved oh. in? They caved in, yeah. So Even more reason but, to but like, a kid. All, all the parents were like, I guess we're going to go. He's like, what? Why? What are we doing? We're in Palm Springs, like, having a good time. What do we need to go back for? Boy, Dad. He's fine. So that's dad true. didn't didn't want to come back, and he doesn't go to midnight mass, and he golfs a lot. That's true, yeah. Wow. And I remember one time with my brother had an injury. Um, we Remember when, I mean, maybe you didn't do this when you were kids, but we used to take, like, a skateboard. It's on the skateboard, but you take, like, a big piece of wood and put it on the skateboard, and there'd be, like, two or three of you riding yeah. on it. And we'd race down the street. And I remember, like, you, you're, we, we took for sale signs off 
of the houses that when they used to just come <laughs> off and we would just like ride those on the skateboard and we'd fly down the street race and uh, we were coming to the end and I was sitting on one, my brother was next to me and he, he had his hand down like this and when I, when I like my body fell off balance and the corner of it went across his hand so it like took his, like the top skin of all of his knuckles off right, real uh. quick, right? Bleeding like crazy down his hand and he runs home to my dad who's in the garage working and uh, my, my brother goes up to my dad, dad, and he's crying. My dad's like, what's the problem? And he holds up his hand, blood everywhere. He's like, one, two, three, four, five. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> that's, and so he's like, you're going to be fine. Like, wrap it up. And, and so it's like that's the way that my dad was, man. Like, I love it. Like, that's, that's, that's how I was raised. Like, what? What's the problem? Like, there's worse things. You'll be fine. Oh, he, yeah. his, his classic line, toughen up. Even if he had lost a finger, he would have told him he would have been fine, right? If he, he would have, if he counted four, <laughs> he counted four. He, my dad actually lost part of his finger because he was he works woodwork, and he uh, one day on the, the saw sawed his like the thumb off. They so now have, his, they didn't have the finger safe saws back yeah, then. Yeah, no, no, de- definitely not. So now he's got one one thumb that's square. Well, this segment's getting better and better. That's yeah, great. What right? are you making us for a drink? Yes, you saw your finger <laughs> off. My goodness. Well, you asked about bad injuries. I just had a whole list of them for so you. So no concussions. No, I've not that I can. Not think. that you can recall. No, never. I, I, I think that's the problem. That's usually yeah. a sign. Yeah. That might be, that might be have, an issue. Yeah, I would have never. I played baseball though, so I mean, unless and I never got hit in the head with a pitch yeah. or anything like that, so there wouldn't have been a reason. Right. For me, I, I caught, but nothing. I mean, foul balls. You have plenty of gear on, so yeah, no, no concussions or anything like that. Um, I can see how it happened in other sports, football especially, sure. but now I was pretty lucky. Uh, pretty injury free. Yeah. So Your just son? broken arm. Think, knock on wood, no injuries. Yeah, just uh, growing pain stuff, you know, as any kid would go through. Right. But no, yeah, pretty, pretty injury free. Been pretty blessed. Pretty right. fortunate. Yeah. yeah. What uh, are you making like... us today? So, <laughs> press, press box. When you saw your finger off, here's what you need to drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Press box transition. Yeah. So, <laughs> we got you, man. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, I am going to use, so yeah. I want to try and feature, we have so many. New products that are coming to the market these days. Um, January through March, to me, seems to be like product launch season, if you will. A lot of new products hit the market, um, you know, and, and and suppliers are kind of putting them out there with they've done their research on their end and they're trying to think, OK, what's the hot new flavor? What's what can we do with our product lines? How can we make these extensions or are we developing something new or is this just a new product altogether? Um, some are hits. Some are misses. And, um, you know, when you get the hits, you want to play with them and have some fun. So uh, one of the hits, in my opinion, um, Buchanan's is a very, very popular Scotch whiskey. Um, and their line extension, they've just released a new pineapple. Now, when I first heard about it, much like anybody, you're like, wow, how do you take a classic Scotch whiskey and then add pineapple and get excited about it, right? You're kind of like almost bastardizing the brand. Um, and nothing could be further from the truth, frankly. Like you have to, you do have to taste these things, right? Crown Royal has made a humongous success on these line extensions, right? Apple. Crown Apple, vanilla, peach, right? right? Maple. You know, maple. Well, maple's discontinued now, and a lot of times ah. they do these type of things, right? They roll them out, and then they'll say, "Okay, well, didn't, didn't really work. work," and they discontinue it. Or if it works very well, they'll it'll become permanent if right. they can. So, you know, the Crown Peach now is the, is a good example of that, right? It's so successful that they've made it into a permanent skew. Well, the newest one from from Buchanan's Scotch is Buchanan's Pineapple. 
and uh, it is it, it's it's beautiful. Like Buchanan's is a classic Scotch that most people will just mix with soda, um, but you do get a lot of people that just their their drink is like Scotch and pineapple, right? Buchanan's and pineapple that is their mix. So they took it and said, okay, well, what if we just flavor the Scotch with pineapple and then started from there, right? Now you could can conceivably just drink it over ice or with a splash of club soda or whatever, no need to necessarily add extra pineapple. But what it also does is opens up the window for cocktails. Not that you can't with regular Buchanan's, but you can certainly play with a lot more stuff uh, with, with Buchanan's pineapple. So naturally I went to something almost tiki-like. And the reason I did that is because, you know, I wanted to do something like, like a pina colada almost. A lot of people like that as the weather turns nicer in the pools. But, you know, you don't typically think of a scotch drink that can be tropical, and it most certainly can be. So um, this is going to be a shaken drink and served over ice. It's an ounce and a half of Buchanan's pineapple scotch. You're going to use an ounce to an ounce and a half of cream of coconut, um, like a Coco Lopez or Coco Real, something like that. Um, Then I did a mixture of pineapple and orange juice. Now, the pineapple I used dull right in the can. I like that because it's very consistent, but orange, I always squeeze fresh. Um, I use three ounce of the mix. The mix is up to you. If you like pineapple, use more pineapple. If you like orange, use more orange or just use one or the other. I use two ounces of pineapple, one ounce of orange. You could do equal parts, whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Make a mixture. Okay. So three ounces of your pineapple orange mixture, a half of an ounce of fresh lime juice, just to kind of give it a little acidity to balance off some of the sweetness. Shake those ingredients together, strain it over ice, top it with a little bit of bitters for, you know, some, some essence and some more flavor. Um, the glass and should be rimmed. I rimmed it in tahini. Uh, pineapple and tahini are great flavors together, so are coconut tahini. So you add that kind of Latin element, and the, and the tahini flavor goes very well with tropical-style drinks. And you have a wonderful scotch-based tropical cocktail that you can enjoy, you know, poolside or whenever the weather turns nicer. This looks delicious. Yes, it, it, it really like, looks awesome. I've done drinks similar to this before, and people are usually blown away with how well scotch plays in a cocktail like this. You know, you don't see scotch on cocktail menus around the city very often, and it's because it's just people just drink it over ice or neat or whatever the case may be. Um, but I, I want to try to get it, the word out there. Like, you can do fun things with scotch. Um, and, and you can take a fun ingredient like Buchanan's pineapple and make it into a great cocktail um, and not, like, think that it doesn't go together. It goes really well together. And so when you see it in a liquor store, I highly recommend you pick up a bottle. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised because it doesn't necessarily need you to just put it in a drink like I did. You could just drink it with over ice because it has the flavor component the to it. pineapple flavor? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so it, and it's a, it's, it's a pretty strong pineapple flavor, so it's not like an essence, a whisper. It's 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 good there. So, you know, when, when you can buy this at the store and if you said, Jerry, that drink is too much, I don't want to buy all those ingredients, fine. Just buy the bottle and pour it over ice and maybe a splash of club soda and I, you'll be very surprised. It's so good. So they did a nice job. JR, I'm very lazy. I'm just going to buy the pineapple yeah, scotch. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and, and you know, and that, you can do that, right? But if you want to take it a step further, um, then you can make this easy cocktail with ingredients that you can find at the liquor store in your grocery store. That's it's that simple. Well, he is J.R. Stark, Man, is Southern good. Glazers Wine, Spirits, and? Beer. 
There you go. Our extreme mixologist, JR, as always. We appreciate it. You got it, guys. All right, we got tickets to give away to go to the Mountain West Tournament. You're going to win a pair of tickets to a session at the Mountain West Tournament and be qualified to win a VIP package that includes parking, food, drink, and tickets to all sessions of the Mountain West Tournament. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. You'll win a pair of tickets to go out to the Mountain West Tournament. Again, 702-364-1100. Be caller number eight right now. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Thanks to J.R. Starkus for joining us in the Finley Toyota studio here on ESPN Las Vegas. Uh, do you think Papa Lou's still listening? Because he didn't want us to talk about the NBA earlier, but I'm going to ask you about the NBA anyways. I hope Papa Lou's still. I mean, I hope so too. Papa he just Lou, turned it off because I, I said we're is. talking about the NBA, but. I think he's listening. <laughs> you think Papa Lou's still out there? Papa Lou, if you're listening, go ahead and shoot us a tweet. Come on, Papa. I know you're listening. <laughs> Here's my question Do you want the Lakers to make the playoffs? Yeah, because I want to watch LeBron. Yeah. Okay. I always want to watch. I was want to. I'm interested in him and want to watch him. Danny, sure. do you want the Lakers to make the playoffs? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Don't know if they will. For the same reason. I think I want them to make it. However, I would find it hilarious if they don't. Well, you've got a better chance of them not making it. Yeah. Probably. They, uh, so right now, there's 23 games left. LeBron gave that whole quote about the 23 most important game or regular season games of his career. They're two games out of the last playoff spot, but that's the play in spot. They're three and a half out of the six seed, which is the last play off spot. That's not in the play ins, but five thirty-eight only gives the Lakers a 33% chance of making, making the it. playoffs. Um, and I think the issue is they have to catch three teams just to get in the play in. Like it's not so much like they're only two games out of 10. That's not a big deal. But they have to catch three teams to get to 10th. Right. So they've got to be better than three to get to 10th. And then if they want to get to six, which again, three and a half games to get to sixth isn't that much, but they've got to pass seven teams to get to sixth place in the West. That seems nearly impossible at this point. I do think their starting lineup, their roster is better, right? They're they're probably going to go D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They traded for Mobamba, Rui Hachimura, too, coming off the bench. Um, all of those new additions, except for Jared Vanderbilt, can shoot threes, right. which is a big problem for the Lakers for the majority of this season. Um, but I don't know that it's a big enough upgrade at this point to get them definitely not the six seed and maybe not even the ten seed. In the at this point. Ten seed. And I, I don't I don't know the answer to my own question, to be honest. You don't want you. them to make it? I mean, I think I do, but like I want the Pelicans to make it if Zion's healthy. Well, okay. if Zion's not healthy, I don't care about the Pelicans, right. but I I want them to make it because I want him to be healthy. I'm in, I like Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns and the experiment that is Rudy Gobert with them. Like I'd be intrigued by the Timberwolves. I definitely want the Warriors to make it. Yes. Yeah. So the only other team for them to jump ahead of is the Thunder, which. As much as I think Shea Gilgis Alexander is a good player, I I would go with I'd rather see the Lakers over them. But there's a lot of teams in the West that I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to see them in the playoffs. So expand the playoffs. Ah, no, 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 oh my no, no, goodness, no, no, you can't no, expand. No. Let's get 13 of the 15 oh, in there. No. Let's go. <laughs> you either get the number one pick or you make the playoffs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's actually if the NBA wanted to get rid of tanking, that might be the answer. Only oh, have. Yeah. 
Put every team except one from each conference in the playoffs. And then have those two teams play against each other for the number one pick. See, people have brought that up, that sort of as a solution, like some sort of tournament or playoff series between the worst teams to decide who gets the number one pick. The problem with that, though, is like if you say, hey, the winner gets the one, it gets the number one pick. The players playing for the number one pick are the guys that are going to be replaced by the number one pick. Like, I might not have a contract beyond that year. Why do I care about right. playing for the number one pick? Yeah. You'd have to add a financial incentive for the players to yeah. do so as well, which that was uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander after the All-Star Games. That Did if you, you want us that? to try, pay us yeah. more. Pay us more if you want us to play defense. It's like, like, okay. Like, they're right. not going to pay you enough to justify exactly. it. Like, it's never going to happen. You just have to do it on your own. But, it, like, it's also an All-Star game. There's not supposed to be defense. There is, though. The only All-Star game that has defense is baseball. Well, because it's kind of required. Exactly. <laughs> like, it, exactly. You can't really like just throw batting practice. I mean, you could, but <laughs> pitchers are just up there throwing like, yeah, you're 73. Lobbing it over. Yeah. That, that is the only <laughs> game, and it's because it's required to end the game. You weren't here. Um I, I think the answer to the NBA All-Star Weekend is a one-on-one tournament. With how many people? Oh, the, all the All-Stars. Everyone who well, all the All-Stars. Yeah. There's enough time. You play yeah, you play to, to like 11. 7 or 11. It's NBA players. They make shots. Play to 11. It'll be over. Is it 1s and 2s or 2s and 3s? I mean, I personally prefer 2s and 3s because 1s and 2s puts an even bigger advantage to the guy that shoots 3s, but I'm not willing to die on that hill. So 2s and 3s to 11. Have a tournament. There was what twenty eight all stars or something like something that. Something like that. So yeah, that'd be. I I think that would encourage guys to try because of personal pride. Yeah, because of egos. Because you can't lose. Yeah. It's it's easier to lose the all star game because you didn't play defense. Yeah. Because well, none of us did. None of us did. We stood around and watched people dunk. Damian Lillard shot three times from half court to try to end the yeah. game. Now, would you want it East versus West conference, or would you want it just randomized? Ah, uh, either way is fine. I don't need like, a, oh, the East won the one-on-one tournament. I don't care about that. So randomized is fine. All right, they we'll can draft to... them. They can have captains who draft who their opponent is. We'll LeBron, have to reach LeBron out to and the Giannis league. can set the damn bracket for all I care. That actually would be fun. LeBron picks the matchups. I'd oh, be that'd be great. That. Yeah. I, or even if Adam Silver does it, just put it on TV. All right, we'll reach out to Silver, get this thing going. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> make sure LeBron has it started his first year here in Vegas. <laughs> we can... We can do the uh, like FIFA when they do the draws for the World yeah, Cup. That's or right. The Champions yeah. League. They yeah. put all the team names and little balls, and guys go and open it up, and they show USA, England, LeBron and versus Steph. Right. It'd be great. I, everybody would love that, except the players who have to do it, and that's the problem. <laughs>